Raj. Nice to see you on another episode of the Goodman Podcast. Uh, you're doing well? I'm doing well indeed, Megan. Good to be back on. Yes, I'm good. How are you? Yes, uh, can't complain. Um, uh, doing well, business is going well, um, using a lot of AI, so life is good. Um, and yeah, like I say, can't complain. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I wonder if, if life is good because you're using AI or is life just good and AI is helping you? Uh, but either way, I'm glad you're using a lot of AI. It makes <laughs> life easier to, to help us out. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's definitely, um, I actually, I was chatting to a lawyer uh, earlier this week about um, intellectual property and, and uh, that kind of thing regarding AI. And uh, he's like, people are stressing too much in terms of content creation. AI is a tool. And as long as you're not using that tool to do nefarious things, um, AI, we should be embracing it. So, uh, yeah, um, that's what I'm doing, embracing it. And that's obviously what we're, we're uh, kind of getting our listeners to do as well, is to embrace AI. And uh, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about storytelling and how we can use AI um, to, to do that. And, well, storytelling in the kind of last few years has become a big deal in content marketing specifically. And um, so already it is storytelling itself is an indispensable tool. Um, but, you know, we need to be able to elevate that storytelling to set us apart in the comp uh, from the competition um, using, using data and AI. So maybe before we get to the AI bit, do you want to maybe kick us off and kind of explain what storytelling is in the business world and, um, you know, how it works in the context of content marketing for your business? Yeah, of course, absolutely, Megan. So it's interesting because we talk about business, we talk about B2B, we talk about B2C, and we kind of forget actually it's all about what I call P2P, person to person. Like at the end of yeah. the day, what is actually happening is I'm making decisions based on people and how they feel emotionally. And if you don't think about that as an actual human process, we will, we will not actually meet our goals or reach to where you want to go as a business or as individual selling as well. So that's the first mm -hmm. fundamental important part. Coming to storytelling, which is, I believe, is a very fundamental human need. It is something which has been going on for centuries. As long as humans existed, as long as they could communicate, they've been telling stories. And I know this because we look at most religious text, which is the, the oldest available text, for example, they all are around stories. You know, in every religion we talk about, or we talk about kingdoms or eras, it's always a story. There was somebody who did something and then this happened, this whole story around it. So storytelling and hearing stories is, is a fundamental nature. And when you are looking at the emotional needs of a person, or, or people in a business, that's when magic happens. And so we talk about businesses telling stories. We feel, we see, and there's evidence to support that people respond better to stories being told to them as opposed to, well, this is service A or product A, buy it because it can help you. When you tell a story around it, they resonate with it better and they really want to then by the story. Sometimes story sells, sells better than the actual offering 
or the benefit of the, of the actual product or service. You know, how many times have you bought something because you love the story or the person behind that or the team behind that or how the product was actually built, for example. So that's the emotional need I feel serves the human beings behind the company and the buyers themselves. And I think stories are just so easy to remember as well. You know, it's instead of, like you say, selling a product, you're selling a narrative almost. And um, I remember years ago, I saw a, a, an advert for Procter & Gamble, um, P&G, and they, I mean, they sell household products like toilet paper and uh, washing powder and that kind of thing. And um, this uh, this story uh, that I saw in the advert kind of stuck with me. And it was, uh, it had kind of tied in with the, the Rio Olympics and about how moms helped their young children become Olympic athletes. And it's like a real cheerjerker. And well, I mean, like I say, I'm, it's years later and I'm still thinking about the storyline. So, I mean, storytelling is just really so powerful. People remember those narratives, especially if it resonates with them. Absolutely. In, in fact, if you look at all the examples of, for example, Tom's shoes or water aid, where they kind of, if you buy the shoe or the water, they will donate to a charity. Uh, with something similar, for example, that itself is a story as well. It's very powerful because, again, the, most, the emotional need to be told a story and then react to it is, is very, very important for human beings. So I think storytelling is a very important part of what we kind of consume. But businesses say a story tie in with that need, as you mentioned earlier, about remembering the story as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, you know, in terms of storylines and narratives and triggering emotions to create desire, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, storytelling is part of marketing. We're speaking about business here. Um, now that we kind of understand the, the significance of storytelling, maybe you could guide us, you know, how to use this art form to, to create compelling content. What are the essential components that we're looking for? Absolutely. And in fact, you know, I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well, Megan, as a, as a content creator yourself as well. Yeah. I feel every human being has a different way to tell a story. Uh, we, but but the fundamentally, there's a requirement to have something compelling there as a, a, a narrative which captures the audience. The first step for me telling a good story is to understand who the story is for, the audience itself. Really understand. Mm -hmm. How will we be able to tell them a story which they understand and can, can respond or comprehend, for example? The first thing for me is the audience itself. Number two is to be so simple that anybody can understand. Many a times people will tell stories which are so complicated using jargons which people don't understand. Well, how will they remember the story? Right? So, so, so that, is, that is super important. Number three is having different parts. So there are different ways you can construct a story. You can have a, you know, the typical sort of, this, you know, it was so-and-so and so something dramatic happened in their life and then they overcome that, 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 that challenge and then they lived ha happily ever after. So there's a narrative there which they're following. There are some patterns there which they follow. And there are multiple patterns in the market today you can follow. But having that pattern is, I think, super important. They call it, the, I think they call it the hero story, for example, where there's a hero which mm. comes and saves, to saves the, 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 the day, for example. That, that's number three. Number four is having all the parts such that it triggers an emotion for the end user. 
So it's really important that we understand that, that this is a story to create an emotion amongst the audience members. Because if it doesn't, then what's the point of a story in the first place? And number mm -hmm. five, adding bits to make it more memorable. One of the things I, I often do is to kind of have names for characters who are in it. Because when we add a name, a, a Bob, a Tom, a Megan, a Raj, it all actually helps to make it more memorable and actually have going to resonate with the people. Finally, think the story in, in various forms. I feel people don't understand that we all are different people, that we all understand things in different ways. So if someone prefers voice, there's a podcast for them. Someone prefers video, there's a YouTube video for them. Someone who likes to read has it in blog format or maybe even like e-paper format. So I feel different forms are super important as well. So these are my bits which I use to kind of construct a good story. I mean, I look at so it's been told to me, I look at these things as well. I'd love to hear, Megan, what, yeah. what what, what how do you think of a story when, when it's been told to you? Um, well, pretty much like you say, the uh, that kind of hero narrative, um, I like to identify with the main character in the story. And I think from a content marketing perspective, the, that, that hero needs to be the audience member that's consuming that content. I mean, um, I, I find stories interesting in general, but when I can really relate on a personal level to the person in that story, um, you know, I, I buy in a lot more because I can identify. And, and you know, in context of like business storytelling, um, you're telling the story essentially of a person like like me who has a problem and they need to overcome it. And, you know, you throw the product or the service in and it's, uh, you're, you're essentially painting a vision of what that person's life can be if they use your product or service. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it's addressing pain points. It's addressing, um, uh, you know, challenges, showing, like I say, painting a vision of the future. Um, and it's done in a way that I can relate to that main character. So, yeah, uh, basically all of your points, um, you know, that, that you've mentioned. Um, I, I quite like, I don't know if you've read the book by, I think it's Donald Miller, Building a Story Brand. And he kind of goes through that very structured, this is how you do it and uh, this is what you shouldn't do. And I think that a lot of mistakes that people make in brand storytelling is making themselves as the, the business, the center of the story. And that's never going to really resonate with with an audience um, because no one really cares about your business. They care about themselves. And the only reason they're going to care about your business is if you're helping them overcome a challenge or address a pain point in some way. Yeah, completely agree with you. I think that that's a good point you mentioned there. I think also to kind of add to that, a lot of times when people think about themselves or the audiences, they, they feel that it's actually okay because our audience are so tech savvy potentially, or they really understand the tech subject matter that we can go and throw at them tech jargons to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Whereas often I realize that in, with most companies, especially in B2B, the storytelling has to be so simple, especially because the audiences are, are varied. Uh, you might be targeting tech companies and technologists in the company, but typically you'll have a CFO or a CEO who has no idea about the tech part of it. They, they are great with numbers and sell strategy really well. They are there for a function, which is finance or strategy for business. So for them, technology 
makes a lot of sense. They don't understand the terminology. So keeping it simple, as you mentioned earlier, is so important for, for, for storytellers and marketeers in these businesses. Yeah, yeah. Now, moving on to the AI side, I mean, we've got uh, data is, has kind of become ubiquitous in business, um, and especially big data. Um, and data kind of ties in with AI. So how can we leverage big data and uh, AI tools to kind of enhance our storytelling and, and create those emotional narratives that get people to buy into our business? Well, having data, especially around the customers, the audiences, is super important because that tells us, well, what is the consumption, what's the need, what is the desire, what part of the story might be more interesting for them, for example. So I feel that is really, really helpful to have. But also in storytelling, especially with more tech-savvy or perhaps just business-savvy audiences, they like facts. They really like those numbers. And how can we tell those numbers without knowing what they are for ourselves? So incorporating those numbers within them in a simplified manner is actually very helpful. So for example, if a trend is at the moment, for example, the trend is that this is growing dramatically. If you use, you know, if the data shows that this is actually growing exponentially, using the word exponentially actually is, is gives them a visual representation of the growth of a particular offering, for instance. Also, I feel for many stories, keeping it simple is really important. I personally like to keep maximum three to five points within one narrative. So anything beyond five points is just way too much in, in a narrative for anything we don't tell. Now, how do you prioritize? Say you're offering 20 different products, 20 different services. How do you prioritize these different things? And I feel a big part of that, in my experience, is based on knowing what is the highest selling or ask for or in demand, and then prioritizing that in the story we tell as well. I feel that gives the opportunity to tell the story in the right way, prioritizing based on, on numbers in AI. Now, yeah. the beauty of all of this is that if we are able to put this all together in an easy to understand format, and we upload all this information to, to the AI tool itself, whether it is chat GPT, open AI, using, you know, using Pi, you're using uh, Claude, whatever you might be using, it can actually help you prioritize that as well. It can give you some pointers on, on looking at what could be the, the top of the, of, the, of, the, of the chart or the most important part of the, the narrative. So AI can help you achieve that. I think that's how we can use AI more effectively to kind of help it prioritize the different points. Then the human being has to say, well, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. Let's look at prioritize this based on our experience as well. So at the end of the day, the custom code, custom data, the human being involved has to be savvy enough to understand, well, if the AI, AI recommendations make sense. Typically, it does a very good job at heavy lifting for us. That's super useful. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it all comes down to don't ask your AI to write the story for you. It's it is it's an intelligence tool. You know, take the data, give me the uh, analyze this data, give me the output, tell me what's the most important, and that's where you can start building the story from from a human level. 
I completely agree with you. I, I, you hit the nail on his head. It's intelligence tool. It can help you to achieve that. It's not a database. It can't keep track of all the stuff and it should not be used as database anyway. But we use AI as intelligence tool to help prioritize those things and that can be used in the storytelling which kind of go as a business. Yeah. So um, as we kind of wrapping up this conversation, um, the 60 second takeaway um, from storytelling to using AI, what would you recommend uh, the listeners do as they walk away from this podcast or press pause before they go on to our next episode, obviously, um, you know, what, what can they implement immediately uh, to, to enhance their storytelling using AI? Yeah, absolutely. So the most important part we discussed today was that fundamentally human beings love storytelling. They understand, they comprehend, and remember better if we tell things as stories. The storytelling shouldn't be complicated. So you can actually follow a, a process, a procedure, a format, and there are multiple formats available which we can use. Storytelling can be enhanced by using data, data which is available out there on the customer, the audience, the services we offer, which is growing, for example, incorporating those into our, our stories, maybe using AI to help us prioritize the service or product works better and then having more emphasis on that can actually enhance our story. But this, the famous kiss, keep it simple, stupid, is so important for us. Let's keep it simple for our audiences, for ourselves. And if, if there's one test I would give someone to kind of follow is follow, follow the, the, the mom test, which is your mom cannot understand that nobody else can. So just keep a story simple and make it so easy that anybody like your mom can understand any story you tell, whether it's for tech people, business people, or anybody else in the market. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I love, I love, I call that my grand, my grand, uh, my grand test. If my grand could understand it, then you know, you've done well, but uh, yeah, great advice. Thanks Raj. Um, yeah. I, I think that's probably a great place to leave it for now. And uh, again, thank you for taking the time to, to chat to us about this and yeah, until next time, keep crafting, keep innovating and let's keep telling some really unique stories. Hey. 